previously on Esperanza Rising. Josefina called to her. Mira, there's Alfonso. What's he doing here? We got a message from Miguel. We need to meet him at the bus station. He said he is coming from Los Angeles. But why would he want me to come? She strained to hear each announcement that was made. Finally, hearing the words she was waiting for. Los Angeles. Okay, okay, hello, boys and girls. It's your teacher, Mr. Gaines here. Um, happy Monday. We are now right at the end of the book. We're on page 237. And there's about 15 pages left, so we should be finishing up pretty soon. So, reminder, last time we read, um, Alfonso came to Esperanza's work and said, we got to go, we got to go to the bus station. And that's where they went. So let's pick up where we left off. All right. They arrived at the bus station and sat on a bench in front the clerks all spoke to one another in English, their hard, sharp words meaning nothing to Esperanza. It always startled her when she heard English, and she hated not knowing what people were saying. Someday she would learn it. She, stra she strained to hear each announcement that was made, finally hearing the words she was waiting for. Los Angeles. A silver bus turned the corner and pulled into the bay in, the front, in front of the station. Esperanza searched through the passengers seated on the bus, but couldn't see Miguel. She and Hortensia and Alfonso stood up and watched everyone get off. And then, finally, there was Miguel, standing in the doorway of the bus. He looked tired and rumpled, but when he saw his parents, he jumped from the steps, grabbing his mother and hugging her. Then his father clapping him on the back. He looked at Esperanza and smiled. I have brought proof. I have brought you proof that things will get better, he said. She looked at him, trying to be angry. She didn't want him to think. She was glad to see him. Did you bring back what you have stolen? No, but I brought you something better. Then he turned to help the last passenger from the bus a small, older woman trying to get down the steep steps. The sun, reflecting off the shiny bus, glinted in Esperanza's eyes. She shaded them with her hand, trying to imagine what Miguel was talking about. For a moment, she saw un fantasma, a ghost of Abolita, walking toward her, with, with one arm reaching out to her and the other pressing on a wooden cane. Esperanza, said the ghost. She heard Hortensia suck in her breath. Suddenly, Esperanza knew that her eyes were not deceiving her. Her throat tightened, and she felt as if she couldn't move. Abuelita came closer. She was small and wrinkled, with wisps of white hair falling out of her bun at the back of her head. Her clothes looked must from the travel but she had her same white lace handkerchief tucked into the sleeve of her dress and her eyes brimmed with tears. 
Esperanza tried to say her name, but couldn't. Her throat was cramping from her emotions. She could only reach out for her grandmother and bury her head in the familiar smell of face powder, garlic, and peppermint. Abuelita, abuelita, she cried. Aquí estoy. I am here, mi nieta. How I have missed you. Esperanza rocked her back and forth, daring to believe that it was true, looking at her through tears to make sure she was not dreaming, and laughing finally, laughing and smiling and holding her hands. Then Hortensia and Alfonso took their turns. Esperanza looked at Miguel. How? she asked. I needed to have something to do while I waited for work, so I went for her. After they pulled into camp, they escorted Abuelita into their cabin, where they found Josefina, Juan, and the babies waiting. Josefina, where's Mama? It was warm, so we settled her in the shade. She fell asleep. Isabel is sitting with her. Is everything all right? Hortensia introduced Abuelita to Juan and Josefina, whose faces lit up. Esperanza then watched her grandmother look around the tiny room that now held pieces of their new life. Isabel's pictures on the wall, a bowl of peaches on the table, the baby's toys underfoot, Papa's roses, and a coffee can. Esperanza wondered what Abuelita thought of the sad conditions, but she just smiled and says, she just smiled and said, please take me to my daughter. Esperanza took Abuelita's hand and led her toward the trees. She could see Mama reclining in the shade near the wooden table. A quilt was spread on the ground nearby where the babies usually played. Isabel was running back from the vineyard, her hands full of wildflowers and grapevines. She saw Esperanza and ran toward her and ran toward her and Abuelita. Isabel stopped in front of them, her face flushed and smiling. Isabel, this is, this is Abuelita. Isabel's eyes widened and her mouth popped open in surprise. Do you really walk barefoot in the grapes and carry smooth stones in your pockets? Abuelita laughed, reached deep into the pocket of her dress, pulled out a flat, slick stone and gave it to Isabel. She looked at it in amazement then handed Abuelita the wildflowers. I think you and I will be good friends, Isabel. Yes? Isabel nodded and stepped aside so Abuelita could go to her daughter. There was no way to prepare Mama. Esperanza watched Abuelita walk to where Mama slept, resting on the makeshift lounge. She was framed by the vineyard, the grapes ripe and ready to drop. Abuelita stopped a few feet from Mama and looked at her. A stack of lace carpetas was at Mama's side, as well as her crochet needle and thread. Abuelita reached out and stroked her hair, gently pulling the loose strands away from Mama's face and smoothing them against her head. Softly, Abuelita said, Ramona! Mama did not open her eyes, but said as if she was dreaming, Esperanza, is that you? No, Ramona, it is me, Abuelita. 
Mama slowly opened her eyes. She stared at Abuelita with no reaction, as if she was not really seeing her at all. Then she lifted her hand and reached out to touch her mother's face, making sure that the vision was true. Abuelita nodded. Yes, it is me. I have come. Abuelita and Mama uttered no words that anyone could understand. It was their own language of happy exclamations and overwhelming emotions. Esperanza watched them cry, and she wondered if her own heart would burst from so much joy.